This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, and insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. There we go. How are you, Zan? Fantastic, Michael. How are you? Very, very good, thank you. It's good to catch up again. Episode 361, Aussie Mac Zone. Excellent. You're just doing... I'm here. All right. You're there. I I was just sharing it to the people. Yeah. And make sure they uh, know that we're live. Excellent. So... A warning issued for millions of new iPhone 12 users, for I'm one of them. We'll get back to that. Forbes reports Apple new iPhone 12, <coughs> pardon me, 12 range is selling like hotcakes, but millions of potential upgraders should now hold fire. Don't do it. Spotted by Mac rumors, large number of users reporting FMS managing messaging on their iPhone 12 models is broken. Complaints range from being unable to send or receive SMS to missing messages in group chats and no notifications for the SMS messages which do get through. The problem also appears to be hitting some older models as well, which I can confirm that as well. When we upgraded Karen's phone, straight away we had an issue sending. So, oh, there you go. So it must have something to do with iPhone... Uh, sorry, with iOS 14.2, yes, I believe it is. So definitely hold off until you know that that's been cured because I know for a fact it hasn't been cured yet. (laughs) I even had to restart my phone today to try and resolve it. Yep. So, yes. So please, everybody, with your iPhone running 14.2, be aware there are some challenges. So maybe not upgrade yet, et cetera. But yeah, go for there. Yeah. If I look like I'm rubbing my shoulder or anything like that, it's because I've actually really hurt it quite badly. <laughs> and I'm sort of just nursing it through the show. Good boy. So excuse me if I'm like, oh. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, it's really sore. Stop being a pussy. Come on. I know, right? <laughs> Walk it off. It's just a Mac- flesh burn. <laughs> That's right. Mac up. <laughs> <laughs> Story two. Yes. Pandemic sends Optus on um, AU 2.6, oh, sorry, 262 million drop in first half net loss territory. Znet reports Singaporean-owned Australian telco Optus reported on last Thursday it was the latest telco to have its earnings smashed by the global pandemic an associated downturn. Across a half year to September 30, Optus saw a revenue drop of 9% to AU 4.1 billion. While earning before uh, interest tax uh, depression, depreciation, depreciation, amortization, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fell by almost a third to AU nine hundred and ninety-seven million. That's by right. the time the numbers <laughs> hit the bottom line, the telco reported a net loss of twenty-seven million 
compared to AU $235 million in profit posted for the first half of 2019. It is consumer business revenue and the EBITDA was down by 11% to AU $3.4 billion and 31% to AU $924 million or $924 million respectively. The company received AU $209 million in payments for NBN, a drop in the, in, of 27% compared to last year. Optus Mobile Service revenue down by 2% as customer growth, roaming and prepaid revenue were impacted by COVID-19 lockdown and global travel restrictions, which resulted in reduced, reduced inbound and outbound travellers and fewer overseas students to Australia. The company said operating revenue was also impacted by Optus COVID-19 customer support measures. The telco, without the impact of the pandemic, it would have reportedly low single-digit growth. More than yes. that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. So, yeah, it's this, big, big numbers still, but aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. They're huge numbers, but... We're going to see more of this anyway. We under, we need to understand what's happened. And I think people are shocked. Like, oh, my God, you know, we're, we've lost this much money. Of course you have. Yes. But yeah. we, all, we all, you know, have, have lost out this year. You know, maybe not in the billions of dollars, <laughs> you know. But we've definitely all lost out in some, you know, way or formal way, yeah. you know. So... Uh, we need to expect this to happen, and we, uh, yeah, we after this we're gonna we are gonna have to rebuild uh, yeah. certain things, and hopefully we will rebuild in a better way. Anyone? So, yeah, there's a st- story about that shortly, actually. Excellent. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so that Peter McKinnon MagSafe wallet video proves what's wrong with the tech world. So when slating a product gets clicks and views, guess what happens? So Apple announced the leather wallet with MagSafe alongside the iPhone 12 and 12 Pro lineups last month, and it's been getting heat ever since. Things got worse when reviewers were seated with the thing and the videos started to appear on YouTube, and then things got a bit silly. We've all seen the videos, people taking their phone, iPhone 12 with the leather case stuck to the back and then making it fall off. Now, we're not talking about the case for the phone. We're just talking about the wallet bit that sticks on, right? Yeah. When they put it in the pocket. The takeaway, using the leather wallet with MagSafe would drive drive you insane because it would be forever falling off your iPhone every time it goes near a pocket. Seems fair fair enough, really. McKinnon really seems to like this thing. But if you pay attention to what he's saying and showing, I think he stumbled upon a problem. Not a problem with the wallet, but a problem with the way things work in the tech world. See, on the subject of the wallet falling off whenever it goes within a three-mile radius of your pocket, McKinnon has other thoughts. The wallet, he says, attaches perfectly fine and can't be shaken off when it's attached properly. Going further, he showed that what happened when he put his iPhone 12 Pro Max, a gargantuan slab of glass and wallet, into the pocket of his skinny jeans. Spoiler, it was fine. But how can that be? We've seen YouTube videos, Instagram posts, and Twitter comments 
waxing poetic about just how woeful a leather wallet is. So what gives? Does McKinnon have a special wallet? Special magnetic jeans? No. No. He just puts the thing into his pocket like someone who isn't trying to make the wallet fall off every time. Exactly. Look, you've got to understand too, like there's always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be paid naysayers, especially in today's age. So people are being paid to bag something out. Yes. And that's what you've got to remember. So, yes, they're going to make it look like it falls off all the time because they're getting paid to. This happens with all new technology. Every time we click on a post, like click on a YouTube video, someone makes a little bit – Most sorry, I won't say someone. Some of them make a little bit of money. That's right. All right. So just keep that in mind. If you're an influencer and you're offered a certain amount of money to do something, even if it is uh, not the most honest thing, you know, some people uh, (laughs) are going to take that money, aren't they? Well, yeah, it won't be dishonest. They can just um, do things that attract more attention without making it dishonest. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Sounds good to me. I'm not calling anyone dishonest. That's um, <laughs> What about gaming? Have we got any gaming? We do. Because we've got no entertainment. I've got no entertainment for you. Oh, uh, well, so. well, okay, look. So gaming, I played The Pathless. And I spoke about it, remember, when I went back and I said there's new games coming out. We're yeah. waiting for them to be released. Um, so The Pathless. This game was so good. Oh, my God. It was so good. From sliding and, uh, you know, sliding while shooting flaming um, arrows, uh, massive ninja ninja jumps, following the path of the pathless was a breath of fresh air. After a few weeks of games that I'd tried and were feeling a little bit lacklustery. I'm like, oh, that sucks. I wish it was better. (laughs) Then I finally played the parcel. I should have done it first because it's visually stunning with a storyline that matches that. I just, I don't have enough words to, to explain how cool this game is. If you like ninjas, we all like ninjas. Who am I kidding? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and if you like shooting flaming arrows by sliding through the air and doing all that cool ninja stuff, we all do, then this game is for you. Yeah, not only that, you need to collect certain items to solve the puzzles that the free, uh, the free, the, the, uh, the mother animals and, and all this sort of stuff. I'm not going to give too much away because I really don't want to say too much about the game because I, I want you all to play it. So I'm going to give it four apples out of five. Yeah. Uh, because it, it, it's that good. I, I can't find anything wrong with it. I'm just giving it four <laughs> apples out of five because, it, you know, yeah. Uh, but I insist all of yours play it. I insist. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to write back to me telling me how good it is because I know how good it is and you need to tell me. Yeah. So this is how much I love this game. I think everyone should download it from the arcade app. Everyone should play it. Everyone should, uh, you know, unleash their inner child and their inner ninja. <laughs> and 
and just have a great go at it because it was just fantastic. So, yeah, the pathos. So, did Get you it enjoy it, did you? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Now we've got some more about our um, Apple versus yep. Epic. We do. So, federal judges toss out Apple's theft claims on ongoing Epic game legal fight. Mac rumors reported a California federal judge on Tuesday dismissed some of Apple's counterclaims against Epic Games in its... Oh, hi, Killian. Um, sorry, Epic Games is... Uh, blah, 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 on Tuesday dismissed some of the, uh, Apple's counterclaims against Epic Games in its ongoing um, antitrust battle over Apple's App Store fees. Uh, this is via Bloomberg. Apple yeah. and Epic have been in a legal fight since August. Not this year, last year. Uh -huh. So when Apple removed Fortnite from the App Store after Epic Games introduced a direct payment option in the app, defying the App Store rules, Epic Games promptly filed a lawsuit against Apple accusing the company of anti-competitive actions. In September <laughs> this year, Apple filed a countersuit <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'm just getting distracted by the lovely lady calling me. <laughs> You're obviously not watching the video. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can hear my soul streaming. <laughs> In September, Apple filed countersuit to stop the game maker from using its own payment system for Fortnite. Apple accused Epic of theft and sought extra monetary damages beyond breach of contract. In October this year, Epic filed a motion ahead of Tuesday's hearing seeking the dismissal of Apple's counterclaim of in intentional interference with prospective and economic advantage and uh, conversion <laughs> along with the punitive damage bid. On yes. Tuesday, <laughs> <laughs> on Tuesday, this week, uh, last week, <laughs> on Tuesday, US district judge uh, Yana, Gonzalez Rogers, granted Epic Games motion for judgment, throwing out Apple's uh, two claims of lost App Store fees and other monetary damages. This is a high-stakes breach of contract case and antitrust case, and that's all in my view, Gonzalez told Apple's lawyers. According to, me, according to Bloomberg, Pardon me again, you can't just say it's independently wrongful. You actually have to have facts, the judge said, adding that the rest of the breach of contract case moves forward. Apple told Bloomberg that it disagreed with the judge's decision, adding that it was clear that Epic breached its contract with the company. Epic in October had a preliminary injunction dismissed by the same judge meaning Fortnite yep. will remain unavailable on the App Store for the duration of the lawsuit, assuming that the app remains in violation of the App Store review guidelines. Yeah. The case continues. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. We'll keep you up. Uh, plenty more to go yet. Oh, my God. It's probably got a couple it, of years for us to entertain ourselves. <laughs> it does. And it is clear that they have breached a contract here. They, there right. was no way they, they were allowed 
to have in-game purchasing. Right. It's clear in their contract. So they have breached a contract. And the, the, the judge clearly has agreed with that, but they're not agreeing with Apple wanting money back, which is a bit silly. If they've broken their contract, then clearly they own, should owe punitive damages. But again, who am I to say? I'm, not, say definitely not, I'm definitely not a lawyer, yeah. so I don't know. Uh, there's more of that story, if you like, in our notes. There always is. You should know that by now. Our awesome, wonderful watchers and listeners. <laughs> so entertainment news? Anything in entertainment news? Got nothing for entertainment this week at all. Got nothing for entertainment this week? Well, uh, the release of... Um, it was an album. What album was it? Wasn't, not, okay, I've lost it now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> there, there's an album I yeah was listening to, and now I can't remember the name of the band or the album because I've got a mind blank. Okay. Well, so, good thing yeah. for when we're stuck indoors, right? Because we're stuck still, yep. still South Australia is even more stuck in de- indoors. Yeah, they yeah. are. Double check your backups are working. Yes. Make sure... You know, like there's there's programs like Carbon Copy Cloner, etc. Yeah. That you you can do backups and you know just backups, you know, individual folders or backup your iCloud account to a hard drive at home. Yeah. Things like that. So something to do indoors when you're stuck at home instead of just sitting there watching a video or whatever. Make sure all your backups are working properly. Double check yep. them. Things like that. It's certainly uh, worth remembering. It really is worth remembering because it's really easy to lose data, uh, that especially if you're not uh, paying attention. That's, you, know, you know who I'm talking yeah. to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but also, and, just when um, you're up, like, because Big Sur's just come out, people are going to start doing yeah, it. That's right. And thing, look, things can I'm, go wrong. I'm poking fun, but the person I'm talking about is an avid Apple user, has been since the late 80s, early 90s, knows what they're doing, and just happened to accidentally delete an unnamed file. Yep. It's, that, it's that simple. That's right. So, um, you know, yeah, so we, we want to, we just want to be very careful because it's not just you just- noobs that are out there thinking, oops, I've done this. We, also, yeah. Apple people can also make mistakes. Yeah, so, so it's always... We're not just warning you, we're warning everybody because we care. That's right. And we make, we, we're all known to make mistakes. We're just trying Absolutely. to reduce them. <laughs> yes. That's, that's why we back up before we do anything. Yes. So... Story four. Google, yeah. Google Photos to end free unlimited storage from June next year. Now... That's fine. I'll, I'll go on with that yeah. in a minute. But yep. they actually said this would be free forever. They did. So, you know, for the people that already signed up, it should still be free forever. Yeah. But anyway, you know, they've got a business to run, but they should not have said it was free forever. Yeah, never anyway. been. I agree. I knew this was coming too. And I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So ZNet... <laughs> ZNet's reports the only users that will exempt from the policy change are Pixel smartphone users. Um, sorry. Yeah, okay. Google has announced that it will soon start charging for 
pardon me, Google Photos storage, once users upload more than 15 gigabytes into their accounts after providing the free service for five years, which is great. Yeah, the change, which will occur on the 1st of June 2021, will mean users must pay for additional storage on Google One if they wish to upload photos beyond the free 15 gig limit. Now, just for example, Apple give you five gig, not fifteen, right? So that's true. They do only give you five gig. Yeah, and then now, you have to pay for extra storage. That's right. The only users will exempt will be uh, Pixel smartphone users who will still be able to upload high quality photos without any limits after June next year. In making the announcement, Google said photos of videos uploaded in high quality prior to the first of June twenty twenty one would not be counted towards the fifteen gig of storage. Other policy changes that were announced by Google were updates to Google Drive, also from the 1st of June 2021 onwards. Google Workspace, Documents, Spreadsheets, Drawings and Forms will start to count towards a Google storage space, including the 15 gig storage limit. According to Google, the policy changes are an attempt to bring our policies more in line with industry standards. Google added that it would be also delete any data from inactive accounts that have been inactive for two years, and they would send you lots of inform- lots of emails and stuff before that two years, just so you yeah. know. Well, you for one, you're right. They said it'd be free forever. Um, two, if it's you know Google Photo and and stuff like that. Why is spreadsheet, drawing, workspace, document, uh, all that sort of stuff going towards that limit? I don't understand. Because it's, they're saying there's your 15 gig of free space. Those, yeah. those documents that you're creating. That's a lot, a lot of documents. Like a, it is. A spreadsheets have got to be pretty big to use up one yeah. meg, let alone, you know. And people are dumping stuff on, like, just dumping stuff onto Google because it's free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I suppose you're right. We uh, use Google at school. Yeah, yep. And so all the kids have a Google account. Um, they use Google Classrooms. Yeah, we use uh, Documents. We use all of that. Yeah, there's not many um, schools that don't use that don't use Google. I know that for a fact. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and so where does it stand with uh, that sort of thing? Yeah, you know, okay. where does it where, Yeah, and yeah, so I haven't, this, heard, haven't, heard, need, haven't heard. Exactly. Yeah. So they need to definitely release some more information on this um, because, you know, where do, where do these, you know, public schools stand on, on this data limit when you've got, uh, what is it? Well, for instance, say you've got 1,000 kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, but each kid's got their own individual. Yeah, ideas, they, so. they do, that's right. But, you know, that's still kids put a lot of silly stuff. You know, they might type three words on a page, leave it, you know, and they might do that, yeah. you know, 1,600 times, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, so, anyway, we'll see. Wait and yep, see. Yeah, we'll see. wait and see. That's all we can do. Yep. Yep. Now, this story is the one I was talking about with um, how the future's going to change. Yes. In, and this is uh, not only IT based, but of course, and it's about Services Australia, which is, you know, all the doll cues and stuff, or the COVID cues, or whatever you want to call them. 
That's where yeah. you go, Services Australia. Yeah, so, so Service Australia has a lot of data and it's trying to use it for the greater good. ZNet again, CEO says that the agency isn't going back to pre-pandemic uh, service and design. Service Australia CEO Rebecca Skinner joined the agency uh, in March, a week before the country started to uh, feel the impact of COVID-19. So the pandemic fast-tracked the agency's focus on agility, but uh, throughout the use of human-centred design had helped it make quick changes. So anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll. we know for years that digital and, and uh, mobile was where we were uh, headed. Agile, sorry. That's right. uh, but now, <laughs> <laughs> I seriously took my glasses off five minutes ago. <laughs> uh, but now with <laughs> this thing called a uh, pandemic on our doorstep, meaning we needed to be advancing quickly towards the future, he said, speaking at the Digital Transformation Agency's Human Centered Services Digital Summit on Thursday, there's no pandemic playbook. You can pull off the shelf and manage this. Our pathway to the future is through human centered design with thousands of citizens flocking to Centrelink shop fronts to determine if they qualify for support. Skinner detailed what the agency did to up its response to those making job seeker claims. In the public sector, it's easy to think about the scale of what we're facing as the problem. But every startup funder will tell you scale like this is the holy grail because it's scale that gives you a data and uh, gives you data and it's the data that gives you information and intelligence about your systems in action. She said, staff were taking tens of thousands of phone calls, Skinner said, with speech analytic and that, uh, speech analytic that was an asset, a bank of intelligence we could take thousands of hours of audio and work out very quickly what people were finding difficult, she said. Service Australia also had online interaction data. Here's a lot of people logging in MyGov, navigation to Centrelink, starting a job seeker payment claim and stopping somewhere in the process before they hit submit, having they moved to JobKeeper or are they just stuck in a, a Bermuda Triangle called The Next Step, she continued, well, with a program called Tell, uh, Tea Leaf, we could track the customer pathways and work out what was happening. The agency also had screens and screens of payment and performance data. We started to build a data heat map who, who's accessing what and where, how is this changing and do we have the capacity in place to respond skinner said we could monitor all these things and report the information to the government day to day in future we want to make it more like minute to minute the agency has since pushed out a new guide after sending it through two rounds of testing with customers she said there was an immediate uptrick in the number of people who moved from the guide 
to my gov and uh, decline in people going straight from the job seeker claim guide to the phone us page. Also, helping the agency, she said we was public servants temporarily moving into frontline roles, including the IT department team. Now, they had to use the system they built. There are three of them that are, that our customer-facing staff have to grapple with, often simultaneously, all designed differently and using different words, Skinner explained. It turns out that working in three separate systems while you're trying to help a customer isn't anyone's idea of a great design. Very true. <laughs> it is. It's very true. There's more in the notes. It's a great story. Yep. And uh, Services Australia through this all have just been phenomenal. I know um, a lot of people have complained, but dealing with this many people unemployed all of a sudden and yes. actually getting on top of it, helping people, paying people more money and keeping them afloat when they didn't know how they were going to. Yes. Um, you know, I'm not yeah, a big cre- fan. Credits of, where it's due. Credits absolutely. Where it's due. I'm not a big yeah. fan of this government, but the way Service Australia handled this situation was fantastic. So, And we can see why with things like that tea leaf app, yeah, tea leaf background, you know, keeping an eye yeah. on what's going on and, and other things. Yeah. yeah. How to improve it? Making the I know, making the design. I know some good. people. Exactly. I know some people found it hard to get onto JobKeeper and and things yeah. like that. But again, when these they are on the phones or whatever, and they are using three different systems, and it's only human to human. We, we can only do so much, especially yeah. in an IT format. We can only yeah. do so much, and we can only work so fast. Yeah, and, and there's so, not many not many products are designed to scale from, you know, fifty thousand people to a million people overnight. Right. There's not overnight. many products will even do no. that. No. Um, and they didn't crash; they just kept going. They kept pushing through. They hired more people, so yeah. and, and they and they got the job done as best they could. So yeah. So credit where it's due, yeah, and we thank Absolutely. them for their services. Absolutely. So, excellent, excellent. So, any more stories? Because we're on our last one. Anything you can think of? No. Nah. Well, I'll, I'll bring one up first because it's what I'm using to as my camera at the moment. Yeah. I, I got a last Friday morning at 8 o'clock in the morning. I was number the second person in the shop getting my uh, new 12 Mini. And I chose a Mini. Um, I can't believe how close it is in size to the iPhone 5, everybody. I've Even seen this point. phone. It's small. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. is an iPhone. It looks like an iPhone 5. It honestly but, does. So I've gone, I've gone to the Mini from a standard 11. And... But even to the point where as soon as I picked it up, I started hitting the top right-hand side thinking, yep. you know, because that's, that's where the button used to be to close the screen, you know. That's right, yeah. Not, not not towards the top on the right-hand side, but it, well, it used to be on the top. And I was first, on the top, yeah. Just mentally, my finger started hitting there. It was so, just thinking it was an iPhone 5. 
It's um, funny how muscle memory would do something like that too. Yeah, so. just boom, straight in a couple <laughs> of years and bang. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, so yes, there's been troubles with messaging and there's a couple other things where, you know, I've had trouble answering, you know, sliding to answer the phone. All right, so I've got to hit the, the button and then slide and it'll answer the phone. Um, I have put a screen protector on it, whether that's causing some, some challenges at the moment, I don't know. But I only yep. had it for like, um, I went and got a screen protector. I, I got the phone Saturday morning, got the screen protector. Sorry, got the Friday morning, got the phone. Saturday yeah. morning, it already had a couple of scratches on like when you cleaned it and had a close look. Um, so yeah. And also, I'd just like to point out, so for anyone thinking of changing that's using an eSIM, uh, you have to go to Telstra, for example. You have to go to the shop. They, you know, stop it working on one phone and then scan a new QR code from a card and that gets it working on the other, on your new phone. Took about, took about 10 minutes to do. I had to line up for about 20 minutes, but, you know, that's the way it is at the moment. And the guys, so, like, Telstra is one of the worst companies I deal with. Yes, they are. When I'm talking in, like talking to the people on the internet side of things, right? Yeah. But my shop, uh, I, I go to the Telstra shop in South Penrith. So when I got my iPhone 11 last year and we were doing the QR code and stuff, they were awesome. And they were learning at the same time. And the same thing with the changeover now. The guy knew exactly what he was doing because he'd already done a couple, like two weeks ago. Yep. Boom, 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 boom. Awesome. Like the service again, 12 months ago, and here, South Penn Restore, perfect. So I hope they use that store as an example forever because they're, they're being awesome, the people there. So I just give them sure. credit. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, there's a, it's not a thing where you can just, there's no, no telcos in Australia when you're changing or SIM from one phone to another. You've got to go to the telco to do it. You could do it over the phone. Yeah. Right? I chose to, I chose to go to the telco. Um, you could probably do it over the phone. But you've got to show ID and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. You know, which is fair enough too because I don't want people getting my, you know, saying they're me and getting my numbers and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, so we're on to Apple's One More Thing event, which was after our show last week. Yeah. So I, Justine, and I agree having John Hodgman back is awesome and the best way to end the event. So I'm just going to chuck a picture up now. There he is there. <laughs> Even my wife had a laugh about him at the, at the end because I just showed her just that part. of, um, And it was a great way to end the event with, with him there. So, yeah. yeah. He's a very funny man. Such a simple, yeah. Yeah, the ads he did through the late noughties, early noughties and uh, late nineties yeah. were fantastic. Him and Justin Long. Um, and the, they did so many. I didn't realise how many they actually did. There is so many. Yeah, yes, heaps. Yeah. And um, there's also, just for people who want to look at the nostalgia, if they go and look at the English version, they're different. Yeah. Then, and then it's not it's not um, Hodgman and... Long and Justin Long, yeah. Nah, it's it's another two 
British actors who I can't just off the top of my head can't think of the name, but you do know them. Yeah, and and they're still very funny. Right. Excellent. <laughs> so for the English, yeah, they had their own, so that was good. That's right. We we got these guys. Yeah. So we, we got, yeah we, got, we did um, all, we did all right as well. <laughs> yeah. But so. yeah, those, those that like to go and look at YouTube, have a look at the English version of the yeah. I will. Actually, I'm gonna, I'll look that up tonight. <laughs> yep. So I've got a MacBook Air on order. So exactly when I get it, I'm not 100 percent sure yet. Yeah. And I was amazed that they released three computers at the event. Yep. The MacBook Air, the MacBook yep. Pro 13 inch, both at the same price as the Intel ones. Yeah. And basically, I, they've they've made them exactly the same, except they've changed some chips on the logic board. Basically, that's yeah. that's all there is. Yep. It. So they can keep the prices up. But even the Mac Mini, they've made it at 100 US dollars off the previous price, which I thought yeah. was astounding. Yeah. Um, they're all getting good raps from people that are actually using them, but can't tell. You know, can't really talk about them. Yeah. And now, remember, these are their top-selling Macs. Those laptops are the top-selling Macs. Yeah. So to start with their most loved models shows a lot of confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And here are some of the hands-on tests with Apple's first. Apple Silicon Macs due to arrive in the coming days. Early benchmark testing on Wednesday. Reveals the company's new M1 chip outperforms top Intel-based machines. A Geekbench test result from MacBook Air 10,1, the designation for Apple's just announced MacBook Air with the M1 chip, reveals a single-core score of 1687 and a multi-core score of 7433. The eight-core processor was clocked at 3.2 gigahertz. By comparison, aggregate stores compiled by the benchmark site show the M1 blowing past all mobile Macs, all current Mac Mini configurations, and a healthy portion of iMac specs, and that includes the late 2019 MacBook Pro with Intel Core i9, clocked at 2.4 gigahertz. So we wait for the new Macs on Friday and hope to... Um, hope to... See, I've got relaxed results, but hope to um, mm. see Have the you? results on the, on the weekend. Rebattery life and speed, doing normal stuff with normal apps, Absolutely. so people can say, you know, like I did watch a video for seventeen hours, or I did, you know, scan the internet for ten hours without the battery moving. You know, things like that. Yeah, yeah. So something very much to look forward to, and hopefully I can get mine on Friday. Hopefully, awesome. Hopefully. hopefully. Very very expensive month. Yes. Very expensive month. But anyway, live on the edge. What can I say? That's it. Do it. <laughs> so, what are you doing with your old one? <laughs> <laughs> so, show promotion. Show notes. Uh, sorry. Firstly, I've got to apologise because I've yes. I've been we're um doing YouTube live and Facebook live right now. It, it's and we're using the new StreamYard uh, method of streaming. Yes, it's reduced my time a little bit uh, in getting the shows out. And I got them out like after we did the show last last week. I got them out within like twenty minutes. Then on Friday afternoon, I realised I hadn't put the show notes up. <laughs> then when I went, then I went to do them. Then I realised, oh, I hadn't put last week's show notes up. 
So there was two weeks show notes I hadn't done. And he, he told me, and have because, you done your notes? Yeah. And I said, and yes, I've done your notes. And I checked, and I'm like, well, where are your notes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that made me go mental, that did, because you told me you'd done yeah. them. Um, but, yeah, so <laughs> the show notes weren't up. Then because I, I overwrite them every week, hmm. I went, oh, how am I going to get those old show notes back? Yeah. Then I realised I could go into iCloud mm-hmm. and do a restore from a like basically iCloud keeps stuff longer than you think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They keep it for a month or two months, and I managed to go back in iCloud and find the document I was looking for. That's excellent. And I got them back. <laughs> so yes, our show promotion, the show notes each week. Yes, each week now that I've realised I've been such a slacker. Uh, the link being aussiemaxzone.com.au AMZ361. Yeah. Um, yeah, 361. There you'll see the last there week. You'll see, six weeks. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, there you'll <laughs> yeah. see the last six weeks of show notes. You can email us at Michael or Zahn at aussiemaxzone.com.au. And remember, Zahn's asking you to talk about the games. I am. So. You can also find us. Uh, just search for Aussie Magazine on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or wherever you like to cast. That's right. So I want to hear from you guys. So please email us. It doesn't matter who you email. One of us will get it and one of us will read it and one of us will share it with the other one. That's right. So tell me what you think of the pathless. Tell me what you want me to review. Uh, tell us what you want us to have a look at. You know, if there's something in the Apple store that you're interested in and you want us to have a look at it, we can go have a look at it. We can, you know, that sort of stuff. Uh, we're, ha- we're happy to make you happy, are we not? That's exactly right. We are. Excellent. <laughs> just get to there. Don't forget, uh, Apple News, do a search for Aussie Max Zone. And there you'll find, for example, some stories from last week. Just yep. from the, the Apple News event. And I think there was something else I posted. I think there was something else I posted um, as well. Thanks to our supporters, you, our listeners, the most important people. Absolutely. And uh, please, just go into your pod, whatever podcast app you're using and like us, you know, give us a rating, yep. whatever. Yep. Yeah. And over to Zahn for the sign-off, please, sir. Thanks, guys, for listening. Couldn't do it without you. Remember, an apple a day keeps your androids away. There you go. Bye. I've just got to get to the right place here. Hang on. I'm at the wrong there. There you go.